guys, Molly here. And Dennis here. Welcome to Our Stories Podcast. And today we have IZ. What up, what up? How we doing? What up, IZ? Good to have you. Yeah, it's good. Just chilling. Enjoy. I enjoy jumping on a podcast with you guys. It's hella cool. Uh, yeah, I've listened to a couple of these before too, so I appreciate what you guys are doing. So we have some questions. All right, I'm always down for questions. Um, so who is your favorite music artist? Ooh. Like, are we talking, like, genre or, like, all time? All time. All time. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, like, this might sound kind of, like, dumb, but, like, Mac Miller has been, like, a huge musical inspiration for me. Like, I, I got into hip-hop when I was, like, 11 or 12, and I heard, like, some pretty generic hip-hop, like, you know, Eminem was coming out. And then, like, I heard On Future, they were getting big at that time. But then I heard Mac Miller, and I remember the first song I heard was um, uh, Diablo. And there was just something about his voice and, like, the way that he rapped. It just, like, it, it hooked me. It was different than any other music artist. And even to this day, like, I still, like, you know, rip Mac Miller. Like, I wish I would have seen what else he got to make, but I listen to his albums on repeat. Like, I, <laughs> he makes some good music. I love that guy. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so. funny because I grew up Eminem. Yeah, right? Like, complete Eminem growing up. And then I went into like the pop stuff like NSYNC and Britney Spears. And I was like all for them. Well, that you was know like what the I mean? time though. But it was, you know, that was what I grew up with. But I've had like all music for me. I love everything about music. Like yeah, country, I like music, I like the whole pop, I like the whole rap, the, you know, all that shit. I love all of it. Do you remember back in the day, though, the, um, when, like, Eminem first got out of recovery and he was like, he made Not Afraid? Yeah. That was the song, the first rap song I ever heard. That was it? Yeah, that was the very first oh one my God. I ever heard, ever. And yeah. I was blown away when I heard that song. My first one of his was, what was it? My name is. My name is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> so and I, the only reason why I ever listened to him, because I was actually stuck with like the old rock, like the like Great White and all that stuff, because of my parents. Yeah. And my older brother, he's seven years older than me, so he actually started listening to like Kid Rock and Eminem and Chumbawamba and all that stuff, and he's the one that got me into Eminem, because listening it to with him. I was like, yeah, this stuff is so cool because like he was like the best big brother ever, you know. <laughs> he still is. He's awesome. I love my brother, but that's the reason why I started listening to Eminem was because of him. That's awesome. I don't even remember who introduced me to him, but yeah. I just remember watching that video and I was like, like yo, ah. what is this? <laughs> like I didn't like I've heard a rap before, but I was like, this is like rap. Like mm -hmm. this is different. Yeah, Eminem is badass. Yes. He's one of the best rappers out there in my opinion well yeah. he does and call himself <laughs> the rap god everyone yeah. hates on him so hard and like i can kind of understand a little bit like it's not everyone's taste but like at the same time like if you actually look at that guy's lyrics and like what he writes i guarantee you half the people who listen to him don't even go and look at like his lyrics and like what he actually wrote it's so clever it's like a poem like yeah. oh yeah He's like, you could be an English major if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's intelligent when it comes to his words. Like, Yeah, he's very clever, and his, his lyrics crack me up. If you listen to his <laughs> lyrics in a lot of the songs, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. But the thing about him is, like, he's got those serious songs, 
And then he's got his funny ass songs, yeah. you know, that like make you laugh as hard as you possibly can. Slim Shady comes out in full force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's amazing. Like, and the thing is, a lot of people who have gone against him, like in the rap battle or whatever, every single time, I swear he's just killed him. Yeah, like MGK, that was... That was ridiculous. Dude, I, I kind of knew a little bit about MGK before... Like, he did the diss against Eminem, but that, like, really put him up there. Like, everyone was talking about him. And I remember seeing an interview with M, and he was like, what should I do with this guy? Because, like, he's talking all this shit about Haley, and I, I want to say something to him. But if I do, then he's just going to get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to get more popular. Yeah, if, if Eminem <laughs> rap battles with him, yeah, it just promotes him more because Eminem's yep. so huge. You I know? mean, M killed him, but, I mean, I, mean, yeah, I don't know did. if you looked at MGK recently, but he's... Hill in the Billboard charts. He's in so right weird, now. though. Yeah. He's he's every like fourteen year old girl's dream right now. He's Ew. like the One Direction of the new age. Like it's gross. Yeah, I know. That's so <laughs> nasty. Why? <laughs> he's just... like engaged to Megan Fox, and they were like drinking each other's blood and shit. I saw that. I'm like, that is so gross. <laughs> Yeah, that's some next level commitment right there. Like, I've been committed to some chicks, but I've never drank nobody's blood. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's no, like no, some, like, seance crap, dude. Like, <laughs> it's weird. Like, they're going to come back in the afterlife and haunt each other or For something. For real, you know? they're talking about second lives and shit. I'm like, what the hell kind of shrooms y'all been taking? Yeah. I want some, dude. Lay off the LSD, guys. <laughs> that's not good level. for your brain, bro. Oh, damn. <laughs> so do you want to do your first question or do you want me just to continue with mine and then you can go with all the ones that you have um, I'm sorry. I don't care I'll ask my first question I okay. guess why not that's your first one alright so what do you hope to be doing in five years from now hmm. five years from now you know honestly I I don't really know like I feel like I've always tried to have this idea of like what I want to be doing or this goal that I want to have, but like it never happens. Like five years is like honestly like a little too long of a time frame for me. Like things can change so fast. Like I would hope in five years that I'm like happy and doing what I want to do musically or you know individually, whatever that is. But I don't know. I just try to take it like a week at a time. It's, yeah. it's more like, what do I want to be doing next week? Uh, be better than I was from last week. <laughs> yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that. So. No, nothing at all. I mean, I think I do that sometimes too. Yeah, I, I know where I'd like to be in five years, but do I think I'm going to be there? Maybe. Like if you would ask me five years ago where I wanted to be, it would be a totally different answer from where I am now. Like I five years ago, I'd so many different aspirations and ideas but like it's kind of the beauty of life is that it changes and you just gotta roll the punches and you know make the best of the you know the hand get dealt <laughs> you know that's kind of where I'm at it's just like I get dealt my hands and I'm pretty good at poker so I'm gonna try to play my best <laughs> right on nice yeah, I like that answer it's a good answer yeah it is I like that um so what other things do you like to do outside of making music Oh man, well, I I like golfing. I'm really big into golf, which is kind of weird. Really? But yeah, I'm a huge golfer actually. It's like an old man sport, but <laughs> I, I I I guess I have an affinity for old man sports. I like fishing. Oh, um, we like fishing. Too. Yeah, fishing's great, especially in Idaho too. So many mm -hmm. places to fish. Um, 
I mean, I got a truck, so I like going camping and getting lost. Um, I was a wild man firefighter for three years, and so I just like getting out in the woods as much as I can. But um, yeah, usually I'm like pretty outdoorsy. Like I like to skateboard. I've been skating since I was, you know, four years old. Snowboarding since about the same time. So I just like to get out and do stuff, be active as much as possible. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I I actually like to golf. You do, so, isn't it so much you like fun? to golf? I didn't know that about yeah, you. I don't, never, I don't ever golf anymore. But when I was in high school, well, before high school, actually, one of my first jobs was actually under the table. And I was working for this driving range out of Middleton. Oh, that that's hired, hired me to. Wait, was fences. it the, the purple? Purple sage? Purple, yeah, no, yeah. I played no, that course. So that, it wasn't purple sage. Oh, was uh, Middleton on Highway uh, 44. Uh, that turns into State Street here. Oh, okay. Um, down, but down in Middleton. Um, after you went through Middleton on the left side, there used to be a driving range there. It's not there anymore. I mean, it's just a driving range. It wasn't a whole course. But, oh, okay. Uh, There's a guy that ran it and hired me under the table, yeah, to paint fences and like uh, gather up golf balls and stuff. So I'd go down right there and do that. The heart, get nailed by everyone yeah. in the driving And so, <laughs> when he did that, he offered me golfing lessons. And there's a couple guys there that were tournament golfers, and they taught me how to golf a little bit so then after that you know i golfed a few times with a few people but i was never great at it and it's not something i did all the time but, but oh, yeah. i liked it it's I fun to play you golf worked at a golf course i thought it was purple sage but i guess not. no so we lived down the street from purple sage golf course and yeah. so we would walk up there as kids and we because they'd give you money to pick up golf balls on that outside of the fence on the outside of the golf course so we'd walk up there and we'd pick up the golf balls all on the outside of the golf course on the side of the road and we'd take them in and turn them in and they'd give us like five bucks and then we'd go to the kitchen that they had in there and buy a soda and like candy or whatever That's sick. and so but we were like two miles down the road so yeah if we wanted a candy or soda or something like that and my parents were working we'd just walk up to the golf course and pick up golf balls and go turn them in that's pretty yeah, awesome. but your mama yeah. works at Purple Sage. Yeah, she works in the snack bar area. <laughs> Hell I yeah. love his mom so much. She's so funny. She's a little sick. firecracker. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I ever want to go golfing, let me know, man. I go as often as I can. Obviously this last week has been pretty shitty, yeah. so I haven't been able to get out. But as soon as it gets sunny again, I'm usually out every weekend. It's I always tell people that I'm like, You golf like yeah, of all things? It's like yeah, I like it. Like it's fun. It's, it's fun. Like go take a six pack, get some friends together, go hit some golf balls, and maybe crash a cart or something. Like it's, it's fun. <laughs> crash a cart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my friends yeah. flipped a cart once when we were golfing. Oh wow. Like fully flipped fully flipped it, it like, over. Yeah, because he was drunk as shit. And, oh like, wow. He was like, and we all knew it. We're like, dude, you shouldn't be driving. But he's like, it's just down the hill. He'll be fine. <laughs> and he starts driving down, and we're all like looking at him, waiting for our last friend to drive his last ball. And we see him just going super fast. We're like, dude, I don't think he's slowing down. And he takes the last turn, like, to get onto the green. And the whole cart goes fucking sideways and fucking flips over. He fucking, like, flies out of it somewhere. His golf clubs go all over the place. And we're all just like, holy shit. And we all run down. Like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And immediately the golf attendant is there, you know, the supervisor for the course. And he's like... You gotta pay for that. He ended up having to pay like twenty five hundred bucks for that fucking cart, like this shitty ass golf yeah. cart that he rolled. But he went back like a week later, and he's like, "Well, I'm buying it, right?" And I'm like, "Technically, yeah." And he's like, "Well, can I take it home?" And they're like, "Yeah, I mean, it's broken, but sure." So he took it home, fixed it up, and now it has his own personal golf cart. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. He just rides around the neighborhood. And he's like, "I paid twenty five hundred for this shit." Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to, but I did. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, 
All right, so what made you... De- well, actually, sorry. Besides that question, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I skipped one earlier that I was going to ask first. So uh, what is inspiration for you, or what inspires you? With your music. Well, in right? general. Or just in general? Yeah, okay. what's, what's inspiration, you know, for you? You know, like, I don't know, like, I mean, like, I'm just inspired, like, what, like, by what other people do. Like, when I see other people succeeding and doing their thing and, you know, being the best version of themselves that they can be, like, that gives me some hope in, like, doing that as well. Like, you know, whether it be a celebrity, it could be an artist, or even could just be a person in my life that, like, I genuinely have respect for. But I don't know. I'm I'm mostly just just blessed to live every day just as it is. You know, every day could be my last. So I guess if I had an inspiration, it would just be that. Like even when I make my music, I'm like, I don't really care what anyone thinks about it. <laughs> you know, I mean, if like I mean, it kind of sounds bad. If you like my music, that's cool. But like, I don't care. <laughs> like if you hate my music, I definitely don't care. Like music is a therapy for me. It's just me outpouring like who I am into what I like to do. And you know, it's not for anybody except me. Like it's just my stamp on the world. So, cause I could die tomorrow and at least that would stick around longer than I would. And yeah. so it's like, I just, you know, just, yeah, just the, like my scream of, of being in this life you know, I, I was I didn't want to be born and live in this life, you know, and then I'm going to die one day. And so while I'm here, I might as well scream as loud as I can, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, leave a foot behind. I, I'm, that's like one thing that I can't talk. <laughs> that's one thing that I agree with. And that's, you know, one reason why I'm starting to try to do all this stuff too is I want to leave something behind when I'm gone. And know? we have the ability as like all of us as humans to do something impactful. That doesn't only change your life, but changes other people's lives and impacts other people. And that's like the coolest thing that you can do as a human. Like, I mean, you could be this successful billionaire. You could, you know, have this great business or go to college or whatever. But like when you actually are able to impact someone's life through something that you created, that you made on your own without any input, like, I don't know. That's just a different feeling. That's you know, like yeah. it's it's like the pinnacle of being human. It's like you make something, and other humans are like, "Yeah, I get that. I feel you, bro." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, that's good. I mean, I like to impact people too. You know what I mean? I so, mean, video is a great way to do it too. Yeah, leave something. That's another reason why I want to leave something behind. So hopefully, someone in the future can benefit from what I've left behind. You know. So it's just the beginning too, man. We're still just figuring this shit out. So who knows what we're gonna make in the next twenty, thirty years? Who knows, man? Oh yeah, we're we're gonna have content out everywhere. Oh yeah, it'll be amazing. And I I can definitely see that too with you all doing your filming and shit like that. That video you did for TK was crazy, bro. I love that music video. I was like, I mean, the music was dope too, but like the videography on, I was like, dang, all right. He's got an eye. Like he's got a special eye for videography. Not a lot of people have that. I don't. I don't even have that. Yeah. Got well, thank special, you. I appreciate that. <laughs> a special pair of eyes for that shit. Um, my eyes are too glazed over from smoking too much. I can't see through the cameras. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um. So, what celebrity do you want to meet the most? Like that you'd want to meet and like maybe hang out with for like the day. Oh man. It could be any celebrity. Any celebrity. Oh, man. Oh, that's kind of a hard question. You know, it, like, it's going to be kind of, 
I have two people. I have two people. Because okay. one's more music-based and another's more, like, intellectually based. Okay. Like, just would, would want to pick their brain. For music, I would want to sit down with, like, Jack Harlow and, like, smoke a blunt and just, like, talk. Jack, if you're listening to this, bro, <laughs> if you're listening to this, hit me up. But I would love to sit down and just pick his brain about music and just how, you know, going about the hip-hop industry, especially as, like, a white artist, like, it's a really hard thing to do in, like, a, a genre that's predominantly black and stuff. You know, white artists are, you know, very hard to come by. They get genuinely accepted by the hip-hop community, and Jack Harlow's up with one of those, and so I would just love to pick his brain and figure out, you know, what his secret is, or like, what his musical secret is. Um, but I think for, like, intellectual, I would love to just sit down with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, He's, a, he's like an astronomer and a physicist, um, and he just understands the universe in like a totally different way than other humans do. I would just love to sit down and ask him questions and just pick his brain. That dude is like on a whole nother level of thinking beyond him. Like I can't even, I, I read his books and I watch his lectures and stuff and I still don't get it. So. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's yeah. on a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So. What exotic animal would you buy as a pet? You oh. motherfucker. Do you not see we, that motherfucking we, end by that question? I question. I did mean to. I did not mean to. That's a good question, though. Yeah, it is a good question. That's why I fucking came up with it. <laughs> I did not mean to steal your question. I honestly did not mean to do that. Well, I can still answer that yeah, one. Yeah, you can. <laughs> um, we exotic could cut animal. We could cut all that out and you could ask him. No. <laughs> well, you know, I think, like, it sounds kind of whack, but, like, a Komodo dragon would be such a cool, like, because, like, I love reptiles, like, snakes and oh. lizards and stuff. Like, I've always been a huge fan. Like, I love snakes. But, like, Komodo dragons are, like, huge. They like, are. They're, like, they're, like, they're, like, three times the size of a cat. They're, like, lizards. But I've heard also that they're very, like, friendly and, like, as long as you're not their food. <laughs> but, like, that would be, that'd be cool. If I had the money for it, that's probably the first thing I'd go for. <laughs> that's, that's actually kind of a cool pet. Like, how dope snake. would it be if you, like, just, like, walk around my mansion or whatever, and then you and just then walk, turn the corner, and there's just, like, a Komodo dragon named <laughs> Billy just, like, walking through the house. Like, don't fuck with Billy, man. He's watching the place. He's got, like, a spiked collar on his neck. He's <laughs> like a dragon, basically. He'll eat you, bro. <laughs> Do you have any good dating advice? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, number one, don't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just don't. Um, you know, like it's. Make sure that if you're going to be with somebody, like and have date and like you know try to invest in a relationship that like you're solid with who you are first. Because if you try to get into, like, a relationship with somebody and you're not, like, solid on who you are, then you end up building, like, whatever that relationship foundation is, but you're both, like, the, like it's the center of that. And so if one person leaves, then the whole tr structure comes crashing down and you're left with nothing. But if you already know who you are and you build up, like, who you are, your identity, then people can come and go in your life. And it doesn't matter because even if they leave, you still have, like, what you built. So, I mean, I learned that through going through a nasty divorce because I had everything taken from out under me and I just start from square one. And that will, I mean, that, that will literally force you to build 
an identity for who you are because you can't survive without one. So if you're going to get into something serious and if you don't already or not solid in who you are, then just work on yourself first. Like get that figured out and then then figure everything else out. Like, you know, there, there are deeper questions than, you know, who am I going to be with and, you know, <laughs> it's important stuff, but I mean, there's deeper questions that every human's got to ask themselves that, you know, should find the answers to before you, you know, start trying to find it in other people because you won't find it there. I've been there. It doesn't work. <laughs> but that's just my advice. That's my opinion. Everyone's got their own life, you know. Well, that's good advice, I think. I think it's good advice to you. I just thought that would be a fun question to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And I'm also, like, going on a date right after this. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's not tell me about that. I, I still haven't that. learned like, my fucking lesson. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but just know who you are, man. Just That's, that's the most important thing. Covering your questions. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the next question would be, uh, what would be your dream tour? Like, what? if you went on tour. Ooh, my dream tour. You know, like, I, like, are we talking about like places or like who I would be touring with or just Both. all of it? Both. Yeah, like, like, He's who, like who would you dream of going on a tour with and where to? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that I will, like, reach, like, the pinnacle of my goals with touring if I ever get to go tour in Europe, because that's, like, in my opinion, that's, like, the next step of, like, being an infamous artist. Like, if you can be an infamous artist in the U.S., that's awesome. Huge step. But if you can be an infamous artist around the world and, like, tour to different countries, go on Euro tours, go to, like, you know, just people go to Germany, that would be so cool, and, I mean... You know, just, I mean, I would love to perform with other artists that I respect and, like, you know, have aspirations for, like, just, you know, like, like Denzel Curry or, like, you know, I mean, I know he's kind of not around, but Logic, like, dude, can you imagine if Logic did another tour? Logic would be awesome to tour with. Dude, right, dude? Yeah, I feel like he'd just be such a cool dude. Or even, like, I've seen Chris Webby's been touring around, and I'm like, dude, I mean, Chris Webby's going to be here in, like, a couple days. Like, it's... Those would be some cool people to tour with, but I just, yeah, there's, there's so many musical people that I respect, like, I wouldn't even be, like, Wiz Khalifa, like, I would love to tour with Wiz, there's so many people I could go on for hours and, like, who I would love to tour with, but a Euro tour would be sick, if I ever do that in my lifetime, like, I will be content as an artist, I'll be like, okay, I made it way bigger than I ever (laughs) thought I'd make it, like, that'd be sick. (laughs) Yeah, that would be pretty awesome, tour different countries. Mm-hmm. You know, not just Europe, but Germany is a country I'd love to see. Yeah, can you imagine, like, Italy or Rome, like, too? Like, fucking London or some shit? Or, like, in Egypt around the pyramids. Yeah, can you imagine dude. shooting, like, a music video around the pyramids in Egypt or something? Yeah, cool like, shit. not only are you there because of your music and you're performing and you got fans, but you're also on, like, a mini vacation. Like, you're going to places that don't even speak the same language as you and doing music in your language. Like, it's just whole another level of touring. That's, that's how you know your music is, like next level because like people who don't even speak your language are like oh i fuck with this (laughs) (laughs) so if you had a superpower what would it be Mm, a superpower you know i'm this is gonna sound super generic but just fly it like that would be so fucking cool dude like i've I've always like i've always thought it'd be cool to be like and like you know be able to get your pilot's license and like flying stuff but i mean 
you have to be rich to do that. I'm not rich, so <laughs> I'm not going to get my pilot's license, at least for a while. But, dude, flying just seems so cool. And it would, like, cut you so much time on, like, going through traffic and shit. Like, you just fly to work, take, like, three minutes, you know, instead of having to sit in traffic for, like, an hour. It should be a, that would just be a cool power. Like, it's it's cool, but it's also just, like, nifty and useful. <laughs> you get bored, you're like, all right, I'm going to go, like, to China for the weekend. So <laughs> see you later. Yeah, <laughs> just fly away. It'd be awesome to have a private jet and fly on your own. Right, dude. I mean, that's... Yeah, but if you could just... I don't know. I, I feel like if you could fly on your own, it'd be, like... Be like right, because I used to have a motorcycle. I used to have an R6 Yamaha. Like uh, obviously, it got lost in the divorce, but I, dude, like that was the closest I ever got to flying. Like going 120 on like a sport motorcycle, you literally feel like you're flying. I think that flying would feel similar to that. Like it'd just be like adrenaline rush and going so fast that you can't even like process what's going past <laughs> you. Like it'd just be cool. Yeah. Kind of like Flash. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's just a runner. Yeah, that could be cool too. Like <laughs> You're super like, I speed, like go slow motion. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cool powers, but I mean, flight would just be, yeah, I would take that in a heartbeat for sure. <laughs> flight would be fun. I think Flash would be limited to, like, because even though he runs fast, like, what about where there's no ground? Yeah, or like, you know, like you know, always still gotta go around so that building. I can just fly over it, like. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you're about. But if he's going so fast, would it really matter if it's water? Because like, if he's like just he, super, he'd be like a motorboat going across the yeah. water. Yeah. He but just like, like pulls a Jesus. But what about like he comes up to like um, the Grand Canyon or something? You know what I mean? He's just gonna jump across it. I guess if he's going fast enough, he no, but he, he could go down and up fast. You know what I mean? Like, you just see him and all of a sudden he's over on the other side. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that would be, like, that would be probably, like, my next pick would be a super, like, speed or something. Because that would just be, yeah, I mean, it's a convenience. I don't want a superpower that's going to make me, like, super strong or, like, the crown of the world. I don't want to have the whole world on my back. Like, I got shit to do. I got things I want to see. Like, I'd rather just be able to fly and be like, all right, well, I'm not going to tell anybody. And, like, I'm not a superhero. Like, being a superhero would suck. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, you know, it would suck to be a superhero. If everyone would be counting on you all the time, you wouldn't be able to just, like, do what you wanted. Like, you want know? to go grab a beer? Too bad. The freaking octopus monster's tearing up Tokyo. <laughs> you better go. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no Man, place. I ain't got no time to drink a beer. I just got to solve crime. <laughs> yeah. See, mine would either be teleporting or reading people's minds, like, to where I can turn it on and off. Because there's sometimes when I'm sitting there looking at him, and I'm like, what are you thinking? And he's like, nothing. And I'm like, bullshit. There's something going through that head. And I just sit there and I like try. There's no way I can. No, legit though, mind. even if you have that superpower, sometimes I can attest as a guy, sometimes that you literally suck. think about nothing. Like literally You literally will just nothing? sit there and just stare and just be like, you know, caveman. Like, you know, just sit there. And like then, statics well, going on in there. Yeah, or like we're thinking about something dumb, like, you know, like, how can pizza pockets get so hot so fast? We only put them in the microwave yeah, for 30 minutes. I don't think that's like, just that's, necessarily that's, a guy thought, though, because I have those thoughts that, sometimes. That's too, mostly the type of stuff that's going through my head, or like, you know, I think about, like, what I want to film next, or like, how I would want to make something, you know, or, you know, or something like you said, just something stupid and ridiculous, like, yeah, usually. I wonder how many nails it would take to build a fence there. <laughs> no legit like my, my ex would always like because I would always space out and she'd be like what are you thinking about and I'd always like snap out and be like 
I'm thinking about how platypuses are like a mix of a duck and a beaver. Which is like, okay, I shouldn't have asked. Like, yeah. That like, would just make me laugh and be like, yeah, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, not like the Guys typical... are super like, simple creatures we don't think about. Yeah. <laughs> We're pretty simple. Like, girl are complex. I can't figure out women, but... Yeah, but it's so crazy because like I'm not like the typical woman. Like I'm not the typical girl. I've got more of like a manly process. I think I'm like I'm like one of the dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah, Molly's a lot more chill. That's one reason why we have such a great relationship is because you know my ex-wife she was really naggy and stuff, and Molly she's really calm and laid back and. And uh, she's like chilling with your homies most nights, you know what I mean? That's when you know you yeah. found the right girl when you're just chilling with your homie and then you're like, oh, she's also sexy as fuck. Girl. <laughs> like, yeah, well, she's like my best friend, you know what I mean? But, but yeah, I don't have to, at the end of the day, I don't have to worry about, you know, being that constantly. Or, yeah, but sometimes you think you know, of me just as your best friend. Yeah, sometimes I get too comfortable with Molly, and I, like, say things I don't mean to come out of my mouth, and, like, because I get too comfortable with her, and then I hurt her feelings, and I have to apologize. And... Well, it's just when you go that one step farther, and I'm just like, that did not need to be said. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's where the line is right there between homie and lover. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's still a line there, even if it's thin. <laughs> it's good, though. It's good. Because when, when it's too balanced to lover, then it's, like expectations because that's what like ruined my last relationship was it was all expectations she had all these expectations of this guy that I was supposed to be and then I couldn't meet up to those expectations and so then it was just like she left which you know I can respect that like if I'm not what you want then I don't expect you to stick around but I mean also her expectations were pretty you know unreasonable <laughs> it's so funny because I have low expectations because I'm just like that's good that's just good. don't cheat on me yeah that's, that's why Molly don't stays with it. me that's just a base expectation Molly, that's, that's just, it like that's literally it I'm that's why like, Molly sticks around with me because her expectations are so low if they were any higher then she'd be with somebody else <laughs> <laughs> that is so not true no. Uh, no but it's like when expectations are too high like yeah. I mean it's it doesn't allow a person to change and grow exactly and they, like it's like the person unintentionally starts making the other person into what they want them to be and yeah. especially with someone like me who's not really you know I mean like I'm headstrong but again like I'm like I want to make my partner happy and so I'll do anything that I can and so at the end of it I was like a person that I couldn't even recognize like I yeah. wasn't even myself and I now I've been myself fully and embraced that for like the last year and a half and you know it's gotten me to where I am which I, I didn't expect that but it just showed me I was like wow all this effort I was putting into like changing myself for this person I could have just put all that effort into being who I was and you know I might have already been this way years ago but who knows lost the winds like I don't like yeah. how a lot of girls and women are like that like you want to be with someone who's going to be themselves, 100%. Because, I mean, you wouldn't want, like, as a female, I don't want to change everything about me. And that's what my ex pretty much did to me. Try to make me change. Yeah. So someone who truly loves you will accept you for who you are. Exactly. You won't have to change for them. They won't have to build you into something they want you to be because they'll be happy and content with who you are. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and that's how it should be. And if you have to go put in a ton of effort to change who you are, and you're not running around like doing horrible things and going in and out of jail to where you don't really need to change, 
then maybe you're in the wrong relationship. Well, that was the thing is like even, you know, like, I mean, I like drinking, obviously, and that was like a huge problem with my ex, but it wasn't like a point of drinking where I was like getting DUIs, getting so drunk that I wasn't showing up for work on time or like, you know, going to jail or like, it was like, I like to come home and have a beer or two after working a 10 hour day. And that was still even an issue for her. And I would go weeks without drinking just to prove to her, like, I've got this under control. Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm just, I like to drink. <laughs> I can't yeah. enjoy it. But it was just, I realized later on that it was just a part of her expectation that she had on a partner. It's like a partner shouldn't be using any substances. And I'm like, well, then you shouldn't be with me because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like my so, substances. Sometimes you got to drink two or three beers just to... Let your stress go. Yeah, like get out of work mode. Like, yeah, just, my brain will be on work mode. There's nothing wrong with that. Mine's just I take a nap. Every day. But I also get up at 3 in the morning Jeez. and be at work at 4. So, like, for me, taking that nap is just amazing. And I hate being woken up. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> yep, same. Whatsoever. And I do not like being woke up. He knows that I don't like being woke up, but there's times when I'm napping after work, and he wants me awake, and he tries to wake me up, and I am not nice. And then I'm like, I'm sorry, I was so mean. <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm a dick in the morning, too. I hate mornings. Oh, like, before I, I have so. my coffee, don't talk to me. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. Like, I can't. You should try it. It I really can't. helps. I, no, I literally can't, because my heart. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, my heart does this weird thing when I drink coffee or any kind of caffeine, so I stay away from all of that shit because I hate when my heart does it. It's like a flutter feeling, and I also have a heart murmur that I just found out that I have. I have a heart murmur, too. You do? Yep, I okay. get it when I drink caffeine, Oh. but okay. I still drink it anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, maybe I should just, like, like, I'm just do it, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of the coffee taste. So if I do, when I mean, I have drank coffee, like it's, you know, I do do that just every now and then, but it has to be, I don't know, it sounds like a bitch thing, it has to be a Dutch Bros ice caramelizer, and that's, that's it. That's so just like sugar and, and yeah, just a like bunch of sugar, taste. yeah, well, and I get a sugar-free stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, there's still sugar in it. And it, there is. It's just <laughs> Splenda. It's just Splenda. It's probably Splenda. But, you know. It's good though. <laughs> yeah. It does taste good. Yeah, so I have a coffee pot too, and like a lot of times, like in the winter when it's colder, I'll make coffee in the morning, so I drink coffee and stuff. But lately, I haven't been making coffee. But I work from home now, so I just wake up in the morning like, like six thirty, and then I turn my work. computer on, and then I lay back down, and then about six fifty, I get up and jump on the computer, and the phone's yeah. by seven, you know. There we go. And so it's nice, but at the same time, it, working from home kind of gets you to where like you have to really motivate yourself to want to go to work. And that's my freaking dream but, job is being able to wake up and just go straight yeah. to the computer and start working. Well, don't get yeah. me wrong I like being home when I work like on my lunch breaks I walk into my kitchen and make food right there I don't have to take something to work for lunch you know it's right you know it's right there but at the same time it is hard to motivate yourself to go to work every day because you wake up every day and you don't have to go nowhere and you're just home. Yeah. You know and so you got to get your ass up and put yourself on the computer and get going you know on you yeah so well i also like i've figured out throughout like working jobs like i've worked a lot of jobs like i've gone through so many but actually this job i've been at last i've been at the longest for almost like two years 
but I like when my job changes. Like, I like being outdoors, and I like when stuff is different all the time. Like, I hate going and doing the same thing every day, the same job. It drives me, like, crazy. And so, like, with my job that I work at now, like, I'm an herbicide technician, so I get to go to all different kinds of properties, you know, diagnose lawns, talk to customers, get, like, challenging questions of, like, how to, like, it's kind of a boring subject, but it, like, satisfies, you know, like, I don't mind working a 10-hour day, because it's, like, it goes by fast, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, but that was also why I liked wildland firefighting, too, was because it was, it was, like, the, the ultimate extreme of that, it's, like, you never know when you're going. You never know when you're going to get called. You don't know how long you're going to be gone. And you might die, but, you know, probably not. But yeah. it's a possibility. But it was like the ultimate just unknown, complete unknown. They pay you a lot of money, but it's it's a hell of a fucking job. I stopped doing it last year. Just my body couldn't handle it. It was too much work. <laughs> yeah, so my, my mom actually had a friend when she was younger, um... That was friended by moms and kind of friend of the families, and he owned a uh, few fire engines and ran a wildland firefighting company. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had his own crews and stuff. But yeah, he showed me pictures and stuff of like him out fighting fires and stuff, and the flames, how high they are and how tall they are. It's like some of the pictures were amazing because the flames yeah. would be just like be just a wall of fire. It's scary, like, like, man. miles long wall of fire. It's scary. I think. Um Oh man! Well, like, us, like as wildland firefighters, we call them uh, butt puckering moments because literally your butt will puckers, like, because you're like, oh shit, like <laughs> fuck. Yeah. And then, like, I've only had a few during my wildland career that I did, but I think the like the scariest one that happened was out in Alaska. It was my very first year doing wildland, and I had to drive an engine from Boise to Fairbanks, Alaska, which is like like almost 3,000 miles or something. And I did it in like three days. Got there, fought fire for like a month in um, in Alaska. And the last fire we were on, the Swan Lake fire, um, we were like wrapping this hot spot and it was, you know, getting a little, you know, a little crispy. You know, the fire was starting to get a little active and start to climb up trees and stuff. So we were just getting a fire lined around it to contain the area where it was. And I had like a couple people following me and I was just telling them like, hey, hook a hose up to here, put a Y off here, start spraying that down. And I literally turned around to talk to a dude for like maybe maybe 30 seconds. And I turned back forward and a, like a hundred foot tree fell right in front of me, like not even three, four meters from me, just boom. And I, w- I just stood there stunned for a sec, like trying to process like that that just happened. And I was like, I would have been there like if I didn't turn back to talk to that dude, I don't know who that homie was or who I talked to, but if I didn't turn around to talk to that dude, I, I would have been crushed by a tree. Like, I didn't I didn't hear any sound. There was no crack. There was no oof. There was nothing. There was no sound. Just a tree fell. Just boom! Right. <laughs> yeah, that that would be pretty scary. That would be, like, I'd, I'd probably be feeling, like, thankful for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, That's why I say everything you do happens for a reason. It's true. It's, it's true. crazy because we've had incidences where it was like we could have been in that car accident had we left when we did. You know what I mean? Like oh we. But there's been times though where I have told you I've been like I don't want to leave yet. I'm not ready to go yet because I have that feeling that something's gonna happen. And then we do leave when I'm like oh okay yeah we can go, and then we come back. There's always like a car accident or there was like some kind of shooting or something like that. 
within the time that we were planning on going the first time. And so I'm just like, that's why. Okay, I get it. I get it now. Yeah, so actually, Molly and my daughter was going to go to the Walmart one night. Yep. And they, something ended up sidetracking them, I forgot, but they ended up getting sidetracked where they didn't go. And so then they went afterwards and went and come back and they were fine. But shortly after her and my daughter got home, the news came on and there was a shooting at Caldwell Walmart where they were. Yeah. And so we've always thought to this day that that, that postponed her, made her time off far enough that she was in there and out before that shooting occurred for a wow. reason. Yeah, I was literally just down the but, road when it happened. That's insane. You have like some yeah. supernatural abilities, feel the vibes. Or well, it is it is weird because like I literally can sense when things are going to happen. And I don't know like what's going to happen. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but I know something's going to happen. And it freaks me out because I don't know how to handle it. And... Another thing that's so fucking weird is I know when someone's pregnant before they either know or before they tell me. And I freaked a couple of my friends out before <laughs> by being like, you're pregnant. And they're like, no, I'm not. But they already knew they were pregnant. And then they're like, I don't know how the fuck you knew that. But yeah, we are pregnant. And I'm just like, don't know. I already know. You, I, I just I did. Just I just knew. Yeah. Have you ever done like hallucinogens or anything? No, like I've that? never. So I literally have never done anything like that. The only thing I've literally done is drink alcohol and smoke weed. Wow. I would, I would put it. that on like some picking up on some vibes kind of. Because I've met some people that have done like a lot of hallucinogens. Like, I mean, I do my fair share, but there are people out there who like dedicate their whole lives to like being a psychonaut. And those people are like weirdly in touch with like the vibe of everything that's going on. Like they'll just look at you and be like, I see you're going through pain, brother. You got to let the past go. And you're just like, I don't even know your name. Like, <laughs> hey, you know more about me is looking in my eyes. It's, it's weird, man. I would, yeah, but you've already got the gift, I guess. So. Yeah, I've had this since I was a kid. Like, I've always had this sense of weird things like that and then what's so crazy is when I meet people sometimes I don't talk and the reason I'm not talking is because either I sense there's something wrong with you like there's something completely off and you're not a good person or it's because I'm trying to read the person and it's not like I'm doing it intentionally it just happens and there's been several several times when I've told him I don't trust this person they're not a good person and then it turns out I was right and I'm like well someone needs to listen to me <laughs> <laughs> well some people put on faces too which is the scariest thing it's yeah like, it's it's a lot easier to tell somebody is, is like putting out bad bad vibes or just has mm-hmm. like ill intentions mm-hmm. but it's even scarier when the when person they have yeah front. like you're like you're like okay you seem chill but it seems fake like you're no, like you I, seem like you're hiding something. Yeah. Usually those people are, are the like the ones that are hiding like the deepest, darkest. That's like the first red flag. If you ever meet anybody like that, you just be like, I have a good day, man, turn around and leave. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know when someone when there's something wrong with somebody. Like as far as like their intentions for things. And it's crazy because there was one person that came over to our house and I told him I I didn't even talk to the guy. I literally just walked by and I kind of stopped and I looked at this person 
And I went into my room and I shut my door and I was like, I am not going out there. I do not have good feelings for him. He comes in the room and I was like, I want that guy to leave. I don't want him in my house anymore. And I think it was like a friend of a friend or something like that. And literally two weeks later, this person was in prison. I don't understand it. You can feel it. it for people. I think it's mostly in the eyes. Like when you look at mm-hmm. somebody's eyes, it's really the most revealing thing oh, that it is. humans have. Mm-hmm. And you can't hide anything in your eyes. Like no. you can lie, you can physically change stuff, but your eyes always tell the truth every yeah. time. Yeah. And you can look into somebody's eyes and be like, okay, this person's genuine. This person is like looking for the truths of life, just like me. Or you look at that person, you go, they're hiding something deep and nasty, and I don't yeah. even want to know what it is. Like, yeah, I just, I just know I don't want any part of it. Yeah, <laughs> met too many people it's like that. Crazy. But to all those people, go get help. Go, go get some counseling. Go work no, through seriously. your stuff. I had to go through counseling. It totally helped the way I outlook on life now. Oh yeah, know? I've been through counseling. Every healthy person, I feel like, has. <laughs> Every healthy person can look at themselves in the mirror and go. This isn't right. Like, I need some help. (laughs) I need some guidance. Yeah, I did it because I have really bad anxiety issues. I actually do have a question for you guys, though. Um, in, like, what is, what is the, I'm trying to think how to say it. What is, what is, well, for, I guess it's a question for both of you guys. What is your ideal way to achieve happiness in life? Oh, shit. (laughs) 